Hey, Meg. How's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Good. Good. It's hot again. Always. Always. Always, always. But we're coming to the end of summer. Yes, we are. What's after that? Spooky season. Yay! Yeah. Do you have a joke for me? Sure do. These are from Mr. Boo Boo again, y'all. Yes. So, so they're going to be dirty. You know, if they're inappropriate, oh, you can blame my husband. So, um, I'm not going as a ghost this year, but you can still get under my sheets. <laughs> I guess that's more of a pickup line. That's more of a pickup line. Yeah, if you're at a Halloween party. But I like it. Party. Um, and also, this is another one. Are you a ghost? Because you've been haunting my dreams. Ooh. <laughs> so if you're at a spooky uh, Halloween party this year, I guess you could just, uh, you know, use that on the, as your pickup the man or the woman in your life. Why not? Solid. Yeah. Anyway, so what are we talking about today? So today's a little different. We are, we had the pleasure of interviewing Chris Stottinger from Pretty Gritty Tours. It's a tour group in Tacoma, Washington. Yep. That we have done. It's amazing. I've done a couple of them. Yeah. We're going to do a couple more this fall. We are. And basically, he does tours around the Tacoma area. Some are spooky, some are artistic, some are just historical, kind of a wide array. We focused more on the spooky stuff because Obviously. that's who we are. Yep. But uh, we had a lot of fun interviewing Chris. Yeah, it was a great time. I think, yeah, we've had a lot of fun on his tours and looking forward to going on more. Yep, we're excited to share this with you guys. So, so hello and welcome to Lunatic Soup, the podcast where we go into all things wild, weird, and unknown. We're your host, Meg. And I'm Raina. Ready to brew up some Lunatic Soup? Yep, let's go. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thanks for letting us interview. This is exciting. Yeah, the excitement is all mine. I'm I'm happy to be here for this. <laughs> We're talking with Chris Stottinger from Pretty Gritty Tours today. Um, tell us about Pretty Gritty Tours. First, I'd like to just say you nailed that last name. You could really <laughs> the pronunciation was flawless. There's a reason she said it and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pretty Gritty Tours. It is a Pacific Northwest tour company that specializes in walking tours, predominantly in the Tacoma area. We've been in operation for seven and a half years, and the most fun stuff we do, I think, is our ghost content, hands down. Yeah, well, we agree. (laughs) That's my elevator pitch on that. I love that. What made you want to start it? I spent about 10 years as a travel journalist, Mm -hmm. cruising around the world, investigating rad stuff that I was into and then writing about it or recording it for other people and actively promoting everybody else's tour organization wherever it was. And then there came a time where I realized I had to slow down a little and Tacoma was home base. And so I was like, well, shoot, I would actually love to be doing the other side of this. So I transitioned all those years of travel investigation into a tour company, which is honestly the exact same thing. Just instead of selling the information to somebody else, you you sell it to people who are right next to you. Yeah. Yeah. So you're from Washington. You're from the Tacoma area. 
I'm from Eastern Washington. Oh, okay. Uh, I ended up in the Tacoma area originally in like 2004, 2005. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I am a huge, I would like to be an ambassador for the Union of East and West Washington. I, think I mean, I feel like I, I agree because there is definitely a separation of those there two is. Washingtons as a yeah. I haven't spent much time Washingtonian. I'm born and raised in Washington as I well, am but <laughs> I am I am of the West side. So, uh -huh. you know. Yeah, I mean, and like it's I get fight. it. I don't know that we fight, but it's also just like it's almost like two different states. Mm. It is. Uh, there's more that connects us than divides us, but it's yes. so easy for people to be like, oh, yeah, Eastern Washington, that redneck trash. And for Eastern Washington to be like, yeah, those yuppie scum. And like, pretty much. Like and that. I feel like it, it's an accurate description too, is if you know the rivalries of like WSU versus UW, is like literally that like is the perfect. I just know in school, every school year, all the teachers pick sides. And I'm yeah. just here. I don't yeah. have a side to pick. I don't understand what's Because like Pullman is this like little teeny tiny town. That's where WSU is. Okay. And it's like in the middle of nowhere, lots of cows and <laughs> fields and all those things. And then UW's in downtown Seattle, like, you know, higher. I don't know what to say about that, but yes. One, one is, one is a, a university nestled in the pristine scab lands which yes. would be a national park in I mean, the united states yes. without a doubt without um, a doubt. and then the other is in the largest metropolitan area in the greatest state of the union so really yeah, both bring something words to the table. right out of my mouth that's what i was that was, that was, that was what i was trying to say yeah i knew i knew those were you're reaching for but i just wanted you to feel comfortable saying it out loud that. yes i needed that help my grandma was actually born in pullman oh really um but in she grew up in that area and it is beautiful yeah. But it is, yeah. I like how you said the greatest state in the union. I agree. I love yeah. Washington. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, whether you're a cougar or a husky, at least you're not an Oregon duck. I'm neither. I'm a um, Arizona State Sun Devil. So okay. All yeah. Right. I'm nothing. I left Washington for a little while. Had to get out for a minute. What makes Pretty Gritty Tours different than other tours that might be in the area? You know what? Here's my thing that I think really sets us apart. Honestly, so many ghost tours in particular will just take you from one place to the other and be like, here's where a ghost is. Someone happened to have a sad time here. That's not us. Yeah. Our all of our ghost content and like tour content, I think, has a narrative to it. Right. And so you you'll get a full connected story to everything well you do. And I will say after like going on the tour that a big draw to it is like your, you and your personality, how you present things and how you interacted with the group of people was not at all what I was expecting when we went on that, like the, what is it? Booze, booze and booze. Is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And cause I was expecting like what you were saying, where it's just like someone takes you around and gives you spews out some random facts and we would hear some cool stuff and mm -hmm. whatever, but how you storytell and then interact with the group of people was definitely a unique experience. And it, I think is what has made you successful in what you're doing is because like you're great at it. So. Oh, come on. Thanks. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what, so you do, you do a bunch of different tours, not just the paranormal ones. What is your most popular tour? Is it the paranormal or what, what do you see most people wanting? 
That's a really good question. I think our most steady request is ghost tours. People love ghost tours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but also like the the tour of Stadium High School. Yeah, we need to do that. I know that's the one I want to do. But as a but for ghosts, you but want I want to do yeah, I want to do that one. But for for paranormal, yeah, and that's and then. And you get a little sample of all of that on every tour, right? I don't right. think I do right. any tour that doesn't have a ghost element to it. Some it's just the parts per million of ghosts is sometimes higher in oh, other it's tours. Like old city, you're bound to run into some spooky stories everywhere. Oh, absolutely, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you in general have past. you have you always been interested in the paranormal, or is it just something you kind of fell into when you were researching like the Tacoma things, and you started to realize that's like a big link. I'm into uh, drama and crime. Okay. I, th I think I've always been into that. I love a good story and I like shady behavior from people in history. And I think those are always the recipe for, for ghost stuff. I don't yep. think I was a big like believer in ghosts until I started running certain tours in Tacoma. And Because then once you see it, you're like, uh, yeah, why that? <laughs> Yeah, there is there has been stuff in this city where I'm like, well, I will I won't ever go there alone again. Yeah, I is there a place in the city? Like I remember on our tour, we talked about um, there was like a parking garage that there had been oh, like yeah, some de demonic yeah. things. Like, are there places in the city that you like you are like, I will not go there because. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the same way that I would never go to the McDonald's and third in Seattle. Yes. There are places. <laughs> Yeah, there are know. places I don't, I don't understand. Um, there is just certain places that have um, uh, a reputation now. Yes. Uh, well deserved. But for me in Tacoma, uh, the basement of Stadium High School, I just don't do alone anymore. I always take a group with me. And there's a place called Clay City out by Kapowson that is. Yeah, I'm writing it down. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Clay City is just, yeah, that's one of the creepiest places I've been in Washington. And so did you have like interactions there that made it so that's why you're like, absolutely not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Clay City in particular, I think I've done that one probably 35 times in my life. But eventually it just got to a point where I was like, it's I'm too too much. Too old for this now. It's yeah. time to. What? I want to know what happened there. Okay. So the local legend about this place. It was a brick producing like settlement. There was a clay deposit out there. They had several kilns. They made bricks. And then at some point, the town dried up and moved on. But there is one brick structure that stayed behind. And whatever story is attached to that, whether it was uh, the townspeople were trying to get rid of one person who lived there. And so they burned a bunch of stuff down. But only that house that they were trying to get rid of remains or that there's some cool. sort of like demonic cult activity that goes on out there. Yeah. Whatever the case, <laughs> the the legend persists out there. And you can talk to anyone. There have been multiple times where like I've stopped for gas on the way out and people be like, oh, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, we're going to Clay City. And they're like, that's no. a terrible. Interesting. I feel like that'd be a fun one because we're always looking for local places to do stories on for the podcast because we cover like we're you know, we do everywhere. We do all yeah. of the U.S., but like things that are really local to us, I feel like is where we're needing Ooh. to find more of. And maybe that's 
So what's the creepiest thing that happened to you there? Okay, so there's two parts to this story. The first is every time I've gone out there, there has been a weird sound okay. where you can't distinguish. It's almost like an engine sound or an animal growling. Oh. And it's a blend in between. And other people that I've talked to that have been out there have described the exact same thing. But it only happens as soon as somebody gets scared. That sounds like demonic, Whoa. like straight up something feeding off of like the fear. The fear. Like yeah. The, yeah. Because you can go out with a group of people. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone's like, oh, I'm not scared or whatever. But if like somebody hears something in the, in the bushes or something and they get spooked instantly. Instant. It, it just starts following you through the woods. Oh, it follows Oh, you. no. Yeah. So it's always like, it's not like it sounds like it's farther away or closer. It always just moves with you. And it moves you. with you. Yeah. I want to the go. other two things about this, the other half is that there is, whether it has been something there from the start or something that has grown out of it, there is a contingent of like actual people that go out there to do dark stuff. Like right. To this day. Yeah. Okay. So like sometimes when you go out looking for ghosts, what you'll actually encounter is another group. Like maybe doing like demonic those. ritual kind of stuff, more mm -hmm. or less. Yeah. I've my oh one of the guys I used to work with will never believe this story, which is so frustrating. And it was before the age where everyone had a camera on their phone. But I went out uh one time, like around sunset, and there was just a cow in the middle of the road, dead, missing its head. Ay, ay, ay. And That's... not like a not like a clean decapitation, like Something tore the head off of a full-grown cow and left it in the blood middle of everywhere wow. in the street. That's where she Clay City. I see. I would be <laughs> out. Yep. Good yep. Time. Yep. And, and there's I like this. <laughs> you you've got to check it out. There's like a low lake as you get out there, so there's always just this like heavy mist that comes up around oh. nighttime when you go out. It's perfect. But I feel like I would just get scared immediately, and then that noise would follow us, and then I would. It would not go and well. it's like it's out there you gotta you gotta drive a ways out and then it's a timber reserve game area so you have to like jump over this yellow gate out in the middle of the freaking woods and then hike up, uh, up an old it. forest trail i bet uh, like i would not be surprised if that's we've done a few episodes on places that have had like demonic uh or sa satanic cults come mm -hmm. in and do things there and i you know it depends on what your beliefs in life are or whatever but um those places tend to really attract some sort of very negative energy when yeah. e these things are occur there and that wouldn't surprise me if people know that that's a if that's a common place so that that they go out there for that it really has attracted something that is dark and one way to find out you go let me do know. it do <laughs> So after after the decapitated decapitated cow, yeah, then what happened? Oh, I turned I turned right around. I was like, not oh, today. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, what I would have done. No. I would have been like, see you later. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Oh yeah, man, I want to see what happens though. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so is that the? Would you say that's the most haunted location that you've been to? In Washington, I don't know. Like I said, the basement of stadium has been the one that's had the most 
like hands-on experience for me touched on that on our tour and would you mind telling that story of like what occurred there because that one was that's a good one yeah I feel like I tell this story all the time but it genuinely haunts me (laughs) I was in that building setting up for the tour I was walking around for the early on it was just me I go through and unlock all the doors no big deal and I heard like the sound of a little girl laughing in the basement and I was like "Mm, maybe not today guys so I got out of there And by the time I came up from the basement to the main floor where the teacher's lounge was, I used to carry this bag of ghost detectors with me, right? Mm -hmm. And they'd all been dumped out and broken. And so I originally thought someone was in the building and had like robbed me, waited till I walked out. Mm -hmm. So I just called school security. I was like, hey, like, can we at least confirm what's going on? And they were like kind of squirrely with me for a while but they got back to me and they're like it's just a tall guy he's wearing a black jacket that says guide i was like yeah that's me but like who was the other person in there and they're like that's it and sure enough i watched it it looks like after i leave the teacher's lounge and go down into the basement right i go off camera into sub basement two and about that time it looks like me walks out of the first floor hallway Right, goes into the teacher's lounge, destroys everything, and then just stares at the security camera, unmoving for like ten minutes. Yeah, that's... and then you can s- see me start running up from the basement uh, after my like little girl laughing moment, and then whatever it is, just walks out the front door of the school, and then Wild. doesn't come back. Like it was like mimicking you. Yeah. Wow. Do you have a copy of that? No. School security thinks it's a prank. I, I was going to say, I feel like we asked oh. him that on the tour. And yeah, I remember you saying that you they wouldn't give you the video. Yeah, because I think for a variety of reasons. One, like it's a, a high school and they don't want me to be like, hey, everybody. But also, yeah. I think the I think the school security officer thought it was just me just pranking being them. the ghost tour weirdo. I'm interested. I mean, obviously, you you know, a lot of history of stadium, Um, I'm sure. Uh, just growing up here, I have a lot of friends who went there and I'm, I feel like I want to ask them just as like high school students who just attended it. Like yeah. if they, if there's like rumors from people experiencing weird, I mean, I'm sure there is like, right. it, there it, has to be. it has to be like a known yeah. thing. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. People that have come on the tour have talked about having weird stuff happen to them. In yeah. The building. But it's right. been around since 1891. Yeah. And you said in the stadium or like well, the stadium itself, yeah, is built on, was it like an old burial ground or? Old, old woman's gulch was a, like a kind of retirement community for widows. And the, the school district kicked them out and then destroyed their homes because they had been finding bodies in the gulch. Uh, They had found like one guy who'd hanged himself down there. And they're like, this is a dangerous, undesirable area. Let's move out all these widows and then turn it into a football field. Sounds super safe. (laughs) Totally legit. That's awesome. So like start to finish, there's bad vibes on the whole thing. Right. right? Yeah. And then interesting. And do you know, is there a story of like anything that has happened in the, in those basement areas that you can like pull from for your experience? I mean, there would be countless. There's been... Um, a number of suicides that have happened in or around the school. There have been some tragic incidents associated with it where parts of that past have now been stored down in the basement. 
Uh, not to mention the basement is on that mid-level of the bowl, the gulch itself. Yeah. So like, it's all. It's all. It's the perfect. Right there. Recipe for paranormal. The residual energy that we yeah, talk about yeah. so much. Yeah. We In a literal like, bowl, right? Like, yes. Yeah, literally. Yeah. We talk about the stone tape theory a lot. Have you ever heard of that theory? No. So do you want to explain That's, it? Yeah. So stone tape theory is like when you record something on tape, right? And mm. you can replay it back. So the stone tape theory is that an incident so horrific imprints itself on its surroundings and mm -hmm. those who are maybe more sensitive when they come around it and the conditions are right it replays for them mm -hmm. so not all hauntings are residual or stone tape theory yes. but enough of them like if something happens the same way over and over again that's not like a spirit of somebody that's more residual the story just keeps repeating so like on your tour I'm, i feel like there's a couple like there's consistencies well, and I can't remember if we actually had any, but I'm sure you've heard or seen of them where like the same exact thing happens every time. Like it's in the same room, the same whatever. Yeah. And so the theory is that sometimes that instead of it being like an actual like spirit or entity or something yeah. that it's a, like literally the energy is recorded into that space and that it just replays, replays over and over, and over again. again. And so it's like interesting when you look into different kinds of hauntings and whatever, because mm -hmm. they can fall under two categories. Yeah. Like in we, our opinion. we did an episode on Gettysburg. And yeah, that is Ooh. mostly residual energy based on what happened. Yeah, there. a lot of it is just like the soldiers doing the same mm -hmm. things. Everyone has the same story, the same sounds, the um, same smells, everything. Yeah. That's I, that makes total sense to me. I completely yeah. get that. Yeah. Well, especially with all the traumatic stuff, like when you that you talked about on the tour that has happened in downtown Tacoma. Yeah. Wild. The yeah the wild the murder every ten years was it. Yeah, like seven to ten years, this repeat murder downtown Tacoma. And that's not stone tape theory. That's just like creepy. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. I don't know. What, uh, I don't, that's a de definitive. But yeah, uh, that's a, that, that would call something that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> there's so some, we, yeah, there's some working theories on that, but it's all yeah. none of it's good. So none of it's yeah. good. Yeah, for no, sure. Maybe it's a curse. That, well, that's what I kind of feel like. It sounds like it's almost like a curse because it's very similar with like the same kinds of people, right? Like similar situations, like younger, wasn't it like 14 year old girl? A lot of, yeah. 14 year old girls being attacked and assaulted. Was 41, you said, right? Yes. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, very much so. But it still seems like it's a very, there's a pattern to whatever this energy or something, who knows? I don't like it. Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you say that the stadium story is the craziest paranormal experience that you've had in Tacoma or otherwise? Uh, certainly in Tacoma, there are a lot of really good places throughout the state that I think have uh, great stuff attached to them. Well, I guess your definition of great, but interesting stories. I think Stilicum has oh. some really interesting stories to it and has kept a lot of its like actual structures. Oh, yeah. So, like the Orr home, the Nathaniel Orr home in Stilicum. Okay. Yep. Was oh, built in like, him, yeah. yeah, 1857 or something like that. Uh huh. And what's wild about that is that uh, they lived, the husband and wife lived in that home. They raised their kids there. Then one of their sons inherited the home and then kept the furniture, the rugs, the art, everything exactly the way that it was mm -hmm. until he died. And then it got turned over to the museum 
as a historic home. So yeah. it's it's ex- like exactly the same as it would have looked from 1850s on. Wild. Have to I know. There. I feel like that's something too, where they like those, whoever owned it initially would be like pissed off at the people like coming into their space. So yeah. like things, that's what I feel like a common thing as well is that if someone lived somewhere and then people turn it into like a tourist destination or something, they mm. get it. Yeah. Like if they're still haunting. Like we had that cook. There was a cook in uh, one of the oh, that was now in Gettysburg. hotels in Gettysburg yeah. and just gets angry when certain food isn't served. And so oh. he'll push people, topple over trays, all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. When it's yeah. not what they want, not happy. <laughs> that sounds like um, Bucota. The the town of Bucota, which is next to Tenino. I don't know if you guys have been That's down, down south, in the... right? Yeah. I've never and even it... heard of that. Where... It is a small town okay but um kind of in the like olympia region okay out farther it was the first territorial penitentiary for washington territory and there's an old bar there joe's place which has been around forever and yep writing that one down (laughs) they the people that work there think that one of the women who used to manage it is there because if things aren't done the right way, they like, get mad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I that's get... like the wild that it is. And that is a consistent thing yeah. with, with bars and places <laughs> like that, that it, if things aren't done the same way, mm-hmm. spirits get, they get very, yes. yeah. Yes. How do you get into these places? Oh, well, it's my charm and good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of these places are really eager to share their history and experiences with mm-hmm. people in the region, you know? And so um, it's just a good partnership. You know, I get to be a, a gateway for a lot of people to connect people who are interested in it with people who would like to share it. Okay, It's like the Or Home is an easy partnership because they're a museum and they would like right. to, you know, get people through the door and showcase that experience and history. And if I can seduce people in with the promise of ghosts, Right. Everybody wins. And so they don't care about that. Like that doesn't bother them that the ghost factor is something that's discussed or. It, I think most people get it. Yeah. Right. I think most of the people that I work with are either like, hell yes, I'm a believer in ghosts. Please talk about it. Or they're like, yeah, you can inadvertently learn history when you talk about yeah. ghosts. Yeah, no, um, Absolutely. So they're down with very, very few people are like, don't, don't want to talk about it. Don't like it. I mean, at the end of the day for them, it's income, no matter what, or coming like revenue at the end of the day, but whether they believe it or not, but I feel like if you work at a place like that, you have to like some eventually somewhat believe. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be open to if at the very least the narrative being told, which is really at the end of the day, what a ghost story is. Yeah. Right. A thousand percent. Do you ever have people argue with you over, oh, it's not paranormal. It's this, this, or this. I, well, you've been on the ghost tour. I always let people decide for themselves. I don't think you have to pick a lane. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have um, a documented occurrence of every seven to 10 years, a 14 year old girl gets brutally murdered and some sort of cult activity, you can let people be like, oh, that's paranormal. Or that's just intensely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends you, on, yeah. 
person. Yeah, and so I never try to. I'm not scully and moldering it out here for people. I'm uh, let them make up their own mind. I'm just here well, to present I the also truth. Feel like, yeah, if someone's coming on your tour of booze and booze, they have to know you're going to be talking about ghosts yeah. and paranormal and like whether they're you. And I remember you asking like, how many of you believe in ghosts? And you know, I feel like majority of the people on ours at least wrote like raised their hand. Yeah, and there yeah. are obviously skeptics, but they're still there for like a, a reason. They're not just there to like learn history i guess they're there for something you Maybe. would think that would be universally true but it's, it but is it's not, not. <laughs> yeah so, sometimes people i think just get lost and they're like well i guess i'm just gonna be here for an hour <laughs> do you ever get stragglers like just join in oh yeah absolutely uh and so we have to train all our people to be like thank you so much for your interest if you'd like to join our tour in the future you can book online. Yes. Like, thank you for coming, but this is not free. How many, <laughs> mm -hmm. how many employees does Pretty Gritty Tours have? How many what? Employees. Uh, Like five currently. Nice. So did yeah. we just get lucky that you were the host that we got that day or is... I mean, yeah. For the most part, I, I run the majority of stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm very hands-on with it, but yep. yeah. That was especially with the ghost tours lately. Yeah. It's nice to take a weekend off every now and then. I mean, once in a while. That's I once guess. maybe like once a year. That seems reasonable to me. <laughs> the audacity what? of a whole weekend off. <laughs> yeah, right? Jeez Louise. <laughs> especially with families and stuff, you know. Oh God, so, yeah. My, I should check on them. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Minor details. That's why I turned my phone <laughs> off because yeah. they would just call me over and over again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They had their time. Yeah, right. <laughs> so would you say that it's the, the history aspect that makes your tour tours more authentic, like your ghost tours more authentic, where you combine both things and that's what keeps people coming back? I'm going to be so honest with you. Mm -hmm. I try to balance it really nicely. Mm -hmm. I want everything that we do to be well-researched and authentic, but I don't want people to want to nail their hand to the floor by the end of it because they're so freaking bored. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, of, of all those years being a travel journalist, I used to go on some tours where I was like, I have to end myself. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've been on tours like that too where you're just like, okay, this like- And you just kind of stop listening. Enough information, we're done. Yeah. And like, I have so much passion and respect for historians that are- just obsessed with the details and the authenticity, but I recognize that that's not most people. Yeah. Like if you can get someone to retain three interesting things by the end, mission accomplished. Yeah. So like, yeah. I will never talk you to death over something. Right. Well, and I feel like in the, the tour that we went on and even I went on a kayak tour with your group last night, um, that's one of the things that you do is you engage the people on the tour throughout the entire thing, just to keep it interesting and get different perspectives. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I, I never wanted to feel like I'm just talking at you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and everyone, I feel like people have had that dreaded experience where like the guide will notice that you are drifting off and then they'll just like start staring more intensely. <laughs> if they want to force feed you the information. Yeah, you're like, okay, I'm listening. I'm sorry. Well, that, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That kind of happened to us in our first couple of episodes, how I wrote it. it was, oh, yeah. And she came to me. She goes, 
too much. Well, it's, <laughs> you know, when we first started, it was like, we we're trying to figure out where we were going, what we're doing. And she herself, like, is very much into the history, whatever. I'm much more like entertainment side of it. And so after we like, each other, we do, uh, <laughs> but I had to be like, I know you love the history, but like it, it, we're going to lose people if it's too much history. Yeah. Like we need to have history, but we also need to have the entertainment part because it is like everyone likes different things. We need to yeah. balance, but balance yeah, it. it's figuring out that balance is a, is oh, a tough. Absolutely. One, yeah. You got, you got to remind people why they should care. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What do you think that people who are interested in going on one of your tours, especially the ghost tours, um, what should they know before going? Should they look into anything or, or do you have it set up where they can just come knowing nothing and then you take it from there? You could come in knowing absolutely nothing. And I, I've tried to write everything so that it will be equally appealing to someone who's lived here their entire life or someone who's visiting Tacoma for the night. Like mm -hmm. You should I, I, be able yeah. to be like, yeah. Well, oh, I'm and sorry. The, well, people who went on the tour with like it was she's from Vermont. I've lived in Washington my whole life. My husband's from Australia. And we all walked away from that tour being like, huh, whoa, Learned like me as someone who lived here my whole life had no idea about any of it. And then, I mean, obviously they were equally as entertained. Like it just was so, so much good information that psh, mind yeah. blown. Yeah. Oh, well, see, there you go. I, I feel like it should it should be a very easy entry. No one has to like study the night before. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's the last thing you want to have to do. It's not going to be a pop quiz. Yes. <laughs> Only on Thursdays. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, you know, business aside, do you conduct paranormal investigations just on your own? Ooh, that is a good question. I would say no. Now that's where I get more... Scully and Mulder. I work with paranormal groups, yeah. but I am an investigator by trade and passion. So and I, you're a, you're a reporter. So I feel like, or not a reporter, a journalist, journalist. But yeah, so that's part of who you are. Same, same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so yeah, I I never go somewhere with like EVP, like trying to get recordings or anything. I go with those people and then try to find a paper trail to see what has happened someplace. Right. Oh. So instead of like, oh, we're trying to find evidence of ghosts here. I'm like, I'm trying to solve a 120-year-old crime. Interesting. You know? I like that. Yeah, that's very cool. That's a really good way to do it. What are some of the groups that you go out with? Um, I get an invites from a lot of the different ones. I'm trying to think um who invited me out last time a ghost i think is the big one mm -hmm. that, that operates in the area here uh or just like independent people who have an interest in stuff will sometimes invite me out for things get your yeah. get your knowledge and like when paranormal things happen are you the one who's like trying to figure out was it actually paranormal or like what else could that have been the whole time like if something happens you're like then everyone's like Oh, that was this, this, and this. Are you like, are you sure it was? Or no, I'm not even like a a Debbie Downer skeptic. I, yeah. Something paranormal could happen, and I'll be like, great, but why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> you know, cool. I'm like, what? What could have happened here? Why is there something weird about this spot? Yeah. Like, what could have brought the paranormal part right to it? Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, people were decapitated. 
several times in somebody's cinder block cell. Cool. That could have something to do with it. <laughs> that will do it. Yeah. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to uh, Port Gamble up there? Oh, man, I love Port Gamble. Are you talking about the Walker Ames house? Yes. We're doing that next, next week. Yeah. Uh, you guys are going to love it. <laughs> last year, actually, my mother-in-law came to town and she got a hold of them. And we had a private tour with uh, Pete Orbe. Oh, yeah. Pete Orbe. Yeah. And, um, it was amazing. Like he met us there, brought us in, walked throughout. My kids were with us. Yeah. It was so interesting. I haven't done it yet though. So it'll be my first experience. Yeah. I'm excited. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's a oh, hundred. Yeah. So have you even been to Port Gamble before? Is it um, I, I just drove through it, right? We drove through we it. Drove through it. Yeah. Like I've never even time. been. Yeah. I've never oh. been that I know of. Yeah. Cause there's the yeah, man. That's creepy too. That's that's some blood soaked ground right there. That's Is it really town. like from Native American or? Yeah, it used to be a spot where Haida tribes would come down out of like the Alaska region and then murder and capture uh, Coast Salish people in the region and then use them for the slave trade. Uh, and then it was a huge contested point between like the British and the Spanish and the Americans over a long period of time. And there was like territorial disputes with pioneers in the area. And it's just, it has been a huge flashpoint for ages. So yeah. Lots of energy. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely feel the energy the second you roll into town. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. It's house... going to be great. Oh my yeah. gosh. That makes me nervous. The house is, <laughs> the house is just wild. Yeah. Yeah. They've had apparitions that they've taken photographs of. I'm like excited, house. but not like, she is definitely more of the one who like, wants to investigate it where I'm like, I'll see it, but, and I <laughs> fully believe it, but I feel like I've seen so many things that I just, I'm not the one to go chase them down. I don't want to hunt, mm -hmm. but at the same time now we're doing this. So now I guess I don't have a choice. No choice. <laughs> it's, happening. it's happening. That's the dynamic duo about you guys. I love yeah. this back and forth. As <laughs> you need, we got to, you know, balance each other balance out in all the ways. Out. So, you know, um, when you were at stadium and you heard that little girl laughing and you, you know, booked it out as out of there, has anything else ever happened like that? There have been multiple times where I've seen someone walk around the building or, oh, damn, Randy. So back in like 2019, when we were running the stadium tour, there was, there's the pool underground, right? Mm -hmm. And in the boys bathroom, there would always be a shower running. Just in the dark, you could hear the water running. And then occasionally when we would go in and like be like, ooh, this is the bathroom, there'd just be a guy in the dark standing fully clothed in the shower. And everybody and, saw this. Yeah. And then we would, I would escort people out of the bathroom. We would call the police and campus security and they would show up and take this guy away. And all they knew is that he called himself Randy. And then like 30 minutes later, he'd be in the attic or something. He'd just be in the building again, but like would be gone. You know what I mean? Like you'd see yeah, him like in the attic and then gone. And it happened more than once. Was there any like stories that you know of a guy like, or that like, did you research that to see if there was someone named Randy who died there's, there? There's nothing to suggest why this is happening. Interesting. Interesting. It's, it's one of the things that I is beyond, beyond explanation there. You ever tried to talk to him? Oh, yeah. Um, and like, other than his name, you won't get anything out of him. 
It really? sounds like Stadium has some really like over the top weird things, like not just like your standard haunting stuff, because that's not, you know, like that. And then the the one of yeah, where it was supposedly you and you're staring at a camp like that stuff's like it's like some poltergeist shit going on there. Yeah, like so that's that's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it's a literal lightning rod of a building. Yeah, on the cliff there, just like. You storing treasures how I've have never you not seen it. seen it i mean i saw it in the movie but i've never gone down there to see it uh-uh. you've never like driven past it uh-uh. oh my god guys come on the tour yeah Just... no oh no well, that's what i wanted to... i would love to do the stadium high school we tour. Gotta do the stadium high school tour oh man because we used to like i used to go there all the time when i was in high school because we played them and like you know no all i know is you know heath ledger dancing on the steps that's all i know mm-hmm. i mean that oh. is iconic but worth it peace. alone Yes. Yeah, true. You can still smell the sex right? appeal there. <laughs> what do uh-huh. you think the um, future of haunted tourism looks like? Oh, boy. That's a really great question. One of the things I think that's beautiful about haunted tourism is that it doesn't change too dramatically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I would like to personally be able to provide more access to places in the region. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, there are, there are places either underground in the city of Tacoma or historic mansions, things like that, that I would like to have people be able to access more. Yeah. And and we're easing into that. The, the latest tour that I've been doing is the Blackwell Mansion. Okay. Oh, I saw that on online. And that's a, a big 1891 mansion on Broadway Street. And the family lived in it from when they built it to when they all died in it. So, well, then that'll do it. What about? Um, I remember on the tour we went past. <laughs> I want to say it was like used to be City Hall or something, and now it's like closed down. And you would talk about <laughs> going in there. Like, are you? Is that something that you're still trying to get access to? Or yes, so they're remodeling it right now with the intention of opening it as a variety of things. But I've been working with the old city hall company with the hope that I'll be able to start giving tours of it once they open. That would be pretty cool. And yeah, underneath the street, is that another thing that you're hoping to get into? A hundred percent. I think what they're planning is either a restaurant or a bar in those old jail cells. In them, like underground? Yeah. That would be so cool. That would be cool. (laughs) Wow. So my hope is that we'll be able to like showcase that space as it as it starts to open up. That would be really interesting. Have you ever been down there? Like, have they ever granted you access to these places? In 2018, when the city still had ownership of it, they let me take a tour of it. Well, they let me explore it and then yeah. make a tour of it. So it's online still. You can find the virtual tour of Old City Hall, or it's just me with a camera walking through that whole building, recording it. And damn, it is creepy in the basement. (laughs) Is it like you just feel the energy of like, this isn't right? Yeah. And they're just the old, old cells down there, right? Like windowless subterranean jail cells that have housed some of Tacoma's most notorious sociopaths. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Real good stuff. Was Tacoma's most notorious, I mean, Bundy. I mean, you could make the case for Bundy. Uh, Green River operated in the area. Yeah. Jake Bird was one of okay. our serial killers. There was 
the guy they just caught at Western State, the guy from Thailand. We'll, we'll just keep going. Why are there so many serial killers in Washington? Do you have a theory on that? I do. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling the second you started naming, I was like, I bet you he has he something has to say. Stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a fascinating book. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it was written by another PLU alum. And she has this whole thesis on how people were moving westward during the the rapid expansion of the United States. And the people that were moving west were looking to escape whatever, society, mm -hmm. religion. They needed to unchain themselves from something. And the farthest you could go in the wilds was Washington Territory. Mm -hmm. And that per capita were the least religious least churched part right. of the nation and so that it just became this natural pool for for serial killers wow interesting that is interesting that's that is interesting. terrifying too uh -huh. but i guess that adds up i mean my daughter did ask me not long ago where are there a lot of serial killers wow. right here sweetie right here <laughs> it's right here good old washington mm -hmm. oh <laughs> lovely She'll be fine. Reach out yeah, and touch yeah. one. Yeah. Don't go to Tacoma when you're 14. Yeah. That's that is a that is one thing that I'm putting on my like, no, dude, we are not going to Tacoma anywhere between don't, don't go many places when you're 14. That's what a garbage time to be alive. Yeah, it really, really yeah. is. Uh -huh. God. True. Yeah. I would say from the ages of like eleven to sixteen. Just... That's yeah. a tough patch. It is a tough patch. For the parents yeah. too. Let's yeah. She, that. She's got an eleven year old. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Godspeed. By chance, so do you know what our name means at all? Probably not, but our. I believe, I believe I do. Is this a reference to the time of creating hard cider out in it the woods? Sure is. Sure is. And the maniacal so, laughter. Yes. Did you Did you really know that, or did we tell you that? Because nobody has known that yet. Both. Oh, yeah. you you told me, but I had clued into it. Because I found an article about lunatic soup when I was researching Happy Valley in Oregon. Oh, okay. And that has the same sort of legend attached to it, where it was called Happy Valley because college students in the 60s were going out making hooch. And so people were always like, oh, we're just hearing everybody laughing out there. It must be a Happy Valley. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and indeed, it was. Everyone's on lunatic soup. Yeah. But then it wasn't happy? I mean, no, I mean, yeah, I guess as happy as a bunch of college kids making hooch in the woods can be. Every magic has a price. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is relatively That's happy. True. So yeah. are you are you a lunatic soup consumer or are you a. Well, like all good ghost tour operators, I'm into spirits of a variety. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I'm actually a big campaigner for hard cider and that yeah. that was the first like drink of uh, the americas right yeah like yeah. back in the day people were like beer tastes like swill why wouldn't we just drink hard apple juice yeah i, I mean, mean we agree that's what i think too yeah i hate beer <laughs> See, I love, <laughs> love beer but cider is better yeah that's you how know. we bonded like, yeah over cider. cider yeah and then I think born especially that good stuff right with those heritage apples where it doesn't oh, yeah. just taste like someone melted a bunch of jolly ranchers in a tube but like yep. a good apple cider yeah damn yeah i'm on board 
yeah, we're always, you know, looking for different places and different flavors. I had, I was on Orcas Island yesterday Ooh, and they yeah. had a bunch of real, like local ones from there. Um, but they, I bought a ginger one and I like ginger, but it was, uh, I tasted it after I bought it. I was like, that was a mistake. Do you need to add some lime to it? It's going uh, to have to, <laughs> you're going to have to do a lot to it. I think. Have, have you guys gone to the incline tap room in Tacoma? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Oh, is it our uh, local? Ask yeah. Mr. Boo Boo. Yeah, no, we're there. We are there um, usually once a month just to see, you know, what they have on tap. It's for work. Yeah. I was. Gonna, I mean, and as like connoisseurs as like aficionados yeah. would you rate that as one of the best cider tap rooms in town or am i missing something should i be experimenting no i think we've gone to it's, a few it's i would say it's our top two yeah okay Ooh. Yeah. we have one that is puyallup area um mm-hmm. that is called mm-hmm. fierce cider house oh. have With you gone the rooster? there uh no that's that's cockerel Cockrell. Cockrell. We okay died. we almost died oh in that one because her husband text or mr boo-boo um got us a raspberry habanero oh damn was it a too spicy for your heart because and i love spice so i we had been to incline and they had this cucumber jalapeno one that i loved i was like it's fantastic it was same same a little spicy great this one was so bad we could not it oh my god we almost died stop it was so bad um, but their ciders other than that were really good. They were, they're very yeah. good, but fierce County cider is kind of on your way towards Graham out that way. Yeah. And they, I think that is our favorite that we've had so far. Very high in alcohol ciders though. So like some of them, you know, can be like 5%. These ones are all like anywhere from eight to 10. Mm-hmm. And so you have, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you get on that lunatic soup and the next day is not always the you- best. You've just been speaking my language this whole time. I'm it's a big worse. fan of this. <laughs> Good to hear. <laughs> Have you done the thing where you take a habanero, slice it in half, and then stuff it in a tequila bottle and let it sit for like a month? No, but I feel like I would love that. Yeah, tequila is a passionate lover. Sometimes it you is, get fucked off that ride. But a spicy ride. tequila, spicy margarita is probably one of my favorite drinks. So that's okay, that yeah. sounds like something I need to try. Slice up a pepper and put it in rosé. Oh yeah, we Whoa. do jalapenos in a so glass good. of rosé in the summertime. Like just mm-hmm. like a fresh jalapeno in it adds just a little bit of kick. kick. It's delightful. Mm-hmm. You guys need like an off-brand like just recipe. That I know. You always like why isn't this on TikTok? Right. Well, we've talked about this fall. We're gonna we're gonna make our own cider. We're we are. Yeah, we're gonna go, go through to the, the process, and we're gonna make our own cider, and we're gonna. My daughter's like, right? She's like, can I film it? Can I film it? Yeah, but we're gonna yeah. like go through beginning to end and like, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how we'll see. it goes. But it probably won't be ready until like November, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. I researched. I think it's like at least a month and a half. But we'll find um, out. Keep me posted every step if of the way. If it's delightful, wow. yeah, we'll send you a bottle if it's good. If it's not, you know, we'll we'll save you the. Uh... Do you, Do you have another one that you like that we haven't mentioned? Uh, as far as like cider houses, yeah no that's my like that's my go-to yeah um as far as like larger operations i'm trying to think what else i'm more of a like hard liquor distillery kind of guy right myself understandable that's and what's your Mm -hmm. favorite one of those to go to around here you know heritage 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 has my favorite um dark liquors like bourbons yeah but um what is it old soldier chambers bay chambers bay has my oh. favorite vodka 
I've never even heard of that. I mean, I know Chambers Bay, but I didn't know they had a vodka play or thing. Chambers Bay has a distilling operation where they they age their whiskey in these oak casks that they put on like a houseboat. And so as the tide goes up and down, it sloshes it around in there. And so ages it more quickly. Genius. I guess we'll have to go visit that. Just the, the, the lady I was with last night, Carrie, she's one of our best friends. She's actually our kid's kindergarten teacher. That's how we met. (laughs) Well, well, my favorite is whiskey. So that's, uh, might have to do a little field trip. Yeah. Well, is there anything that you would like to share about your tours or any upcoming things that uh, you would like to share with our listeners if anybody wants to come on a tour or? Everything is at Pretty Gritty Tours. We're on TikTok, Threads, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever your your social platform is, whether you like China spying on you or not, we have an alternative for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot of people are into the ticky talkie. (laughs) Not, Not for everyone. That's totally fine. Uh, but yeah, and then prettygrittytours.com. We're we're entering ghost season here soon. So we are. Yep. we're very excited about this. Yeah, we're getting prepped and ready. Gonna be huge expansion of tour possibilities in the November 1st. Everybody can suck it. I'm going on vacation for a month and you can Good. wait yeah. until yeah, December. As you yeah. Get through the spooky <laughs> season and then all right, need a break. Yeah. So that said, please come on a tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. For sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we'll probably see you on some. Oh, no, we will definitely be coming. Yes. You know, yeah, just we I had found you on TikTok. I didn't know you were from the area. I just saw your stories and I was Which sending is, them. We our- had been sending your TikToks back and forth for probably months before. And then we went on the tour. We're like, this oh. is the guy. <laughs> guy. <laughs> but it's funny because you do such interesting history about like the area that we live in that we just didn't know about or mm-hmm. like, yeah, never researched ourselves. So. Yeah, I just I just always would love for people to be excited about the Pacific Northwest, but Washington in particular. I think it's yeah. a phenomenal state and it should feel more self-pride. Agreed. <laughs> we love it here. Dilly dilly. Well, thank you so much. And again, if you want to learn more, go to prettygoodytours.com mm-hmm. or on all the socials. And thank you so much for joining thank us you. today and, you know, sharing all of your wealth of information. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Chris from Pretty Gritty Tours. Yeah, it was so much fun. I will say that he is a fun personality in general and on the tours, like very interesting. We had the best time when we went. Yeah, and and it was just fun getting to know him a little, getting to hear his perspective on certain topics. Yeah, and the history of Tacoma, if you are someone who's from Washington, is insane because a lot of this I feel like most of us don't know. So correct, definitely worth checking out. So thank you guys for joining us for this week. Uh, Like usual, you can check us out on all of our social medias at Lunatic Soup Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Threads. Oh, we don't do Twitter. Sorry. YouTube. YouTube. Damn it. Yep. And lunaticsouppodcast at gmail.com if you want to write in with any requests, any comments, concerns, Or just go to our website at lunaticsouppodcast.com and you can submit anything. You can check out the ciders that we drink. You can go buy our merch because um, don't you all want to be honorary lunatics? Correct. I feel like you do. Yeah. And then if you want to go on a tour with Pretty Gritty Tours, it's you can find the information at prettygrittytours.com. Yep. Definitely check them out on social media. His TikTok is so much fun as it well. is it's a lot he has of a fun. really good tiktok so definitely check that out that's pretty gritty tours yep. on tiktok and instagram and instagram yes 
So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. I hope you guys go get yourselves a uh, lunatic soup. Not while you're driving. Not while you're driving. While you're sitting at home, maybe make it a sour slut just for good measure. Why not? Yep. And have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.